Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to the Video Game Lounge Podcast, the podcast not here for notes and news, but to talk games and drink brews. I am one of your hosts, John. I am joined by the two men you know and love. One, he is the Tifa to my cloud. That is Kevin. And the other one, he is the Aerith to my cloud. That's Andrew. How are we doing this afternoon, fellas? You calling me Tifa because I'm fat and I got tits? <laughs> you do have pretty nice tits. <laughs> I'm just saying, on them. <laughs> you got the biggest set out of the three of us. That's cool, I guess. Hurtful, but whatever. Aerith has the prettiest hair, and I have none, so thanks. <laughs> well, you're also, I, I picked it because you're, you're Team Aerith. You're a huge Aerith fan. I am. So. I love Aerith. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on another episode of the Video Game Lounge podcast. We have a really good show for you today. We're going to talk about games we're looking forward to coming out in the next year. But before we get to all of that, we do have a little bit of housekeeping off the top of this show. Everyone under the sound of my voice, you are currently listening to what will be the second to last recording of VGL for this year. It is dropping as you are listening to it right now on November 29th. And then our se- our last one will be coming out on December 13th, a quasi-Christmas episode, but it'll also be a chance for Andrew and I to talk to Kevin about his Final Fantasy run-through of this entire year. If you guys have been listening and paying attention, you know that Kevin has been going through all of the main titles of Final Fantasy, so stay tuned for that episode. It will be a banger. Looking forward to it. Gentlemen, how are we doing this afternoon? It's pronounced Kwanzaa. It is the highest rank of the military. <laughs> I'm doing good, John. How about yourself, Andrew? Yeah, uh, can't complain. <laughs> we left John speechless. I don't even know where to go. Our intro and outro music are Fesslian Studios. Uh, we'll see you on December 13th. <laughs> uh, my God, yeah. Where, where to go from here. All right. Um, again, we'll just hop in on to what you're drinking. So, Andrew, I'll start with you. What do you got, man? I got the most bland of bland drinks right now because it's a virgin Pepsi because it's just Pepsi. I'm on call, so there's no drinking going on right here. Who's it made by? Pepsi? It's Pepsi. Pepsi's made by Pepsi. Pepsi, Pepsi. What year? What year? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it hasn't been barrel aged pretty pretty long. Does it have a nice smoky taste? It's got a very oaky afterbirth. Are you a Pepsi man or are you a Coke man? I'm assuming since you're drinking Pepsi, it's probably a Pepsi man. Both, actually. Um... Growing up, my grandfather was always into Coke. So every time I went over to their house, like it was all Coke products. It's just Coke, Coke, Coke in the fridge. So having Pepsi was a treat. 
So whenever I even moved out and me and John lived together, like I'd get 24 cases of Coke and I'd stay up at night playing games with you, Kev. 24 cases of Coke on the wall, 24 cases of Coke. (laughs) In just three days, it was all gone. Yeah, I've met your grandfather. I didn't know he was a Coke head. Yeah, he's big Coke head. (laughs) Big problem for many years. Explains a lot. Explains a lot. Yep. But now it's more like, you know, Coke is good. I like Coke. It's a good, like, additive for cocktails and such. But uh, right now I'm just in a smooth Pepsi flavor kick. So I used to drink Pepsi a lot. I don't I don't much care for it now. I don't know why. I feel like it's sweeter. Yeah, it it is. Uh, it's it's a little smoother and sweeter, and then Coke's a little more, it tastes a little more carbonated, and I, I can't say abrasive, but yeah. Let us know VGL podcast or VGL underscore podcast on Twitter or VGL podcast on Instagram. Are you Team Coke or Team Pepsi? You can at me later. Sure, <laughs> Kevy, what are you drinking, man? Saw you drinking a brew. Yeah, man, I uh, I breached into the back of my fridge. You breached uh, or reached? Reached. Oh, he breached it. He breached it. There's explosions. It was very Counter-Strike. Rainbow Six Siege, man, I had those breach charges. Nah, I uh, had some, some Angry Orchard that I bought my sister. She came over this past week for uh, some movies and some uh, pizza and beer. So I had some of that. Uh, fun fact, uh, each one has 180 calories. With 22 carbs. Damn. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. I had an apple today, too, man. I had a, I had a pink lady yesterday, and I had Honeycrisp today. Um, <laughs> which, uh, which Angry Orchard are you uh, drinking? Uh, the Crisp Apple. Nice. Yeah, that one's good. You guys turned me on to that one. That's really good. As for me, I'm drinking a... I knew to me and just been out for about a week. This is a Guinness chocolate mint stout. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the tits, as the kids say. It's really, really good. Um, I recommend it if you're a fan of chocolate, mint, or stouts. I do not recommend it if you want to save some money. This four-pack cost me $21. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody's got that... uh podcast money rolling in yeah we have no money rolling in (laughs) (laughs) not anymore um it is really good i'm on my second one and this is actually brewed at the guinness brewery which is the open they call it the open gate brewery up in baltimore um fun fact the company that i currently work for did all the signage there um so yeah this is actually brewed locally in baltimore really good chocolate mint stout and it's doing its work because it is a 10.8 percent Ooh. Very heavy, very heavy, um, but it's it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm not big on stouts, but the the chocolate flavor, dude, it smells incredible. Was it the Yinglings that have the chocolate, the Hershey chocolate porter? Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, those are yeah, Star Lord. What's up, Caleb? He posted a picture of that in the Discord uh, for his like drinking game league, which looks fun as hell. Uh, but yeah, it was oh, a, the beer league. Yeah, the beer league. That's definitely a fun thing I need to check out. Yeah, it was a it was a Yingling Hershey's Porter, I believe, if I remember correctly. Oh, they are tasty too and seasonal. Nice. All right. Yes, I am almost done. My second one. 
because uh, we've been sitting here for a minute. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will now get into what you're playing. You just got pwned, pwned. Andy Rue, let's start with you, man. What you've been playing since our last recording? So, uh, besides the typical uh, Genshin Impact and uh, Warzone, which now includes you again. Yes, I, ha- I have been playing. I have been playing. We got a couple dubs the other night. I was I was quite impressed and proud. I didn't contribute much, but I was there for the wins. So. <laughs> oh, you contributed. Don't 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 let him fool you. But uh, I've also been playing a game that. I had for a while, but I decided to actually pop into my Switch. It's called Witch Spring 3. It's a fun little uh, um, stat-building, material-gathering RPG that I just beat the main story last night. Nice. And I started doing like extra little like after-story stuff today, and it's fun. Um, I did pick up Pokemon. Was it Brilliant Diamond? Mm-hmm. And I haven't popped that in yet, but... Me and Kev and Mr. Sean are looking to choose the three starters off of that and sync that up soon. Uh, but also, me and Kevy have also been playing a little Halo Infinite. Nice. Since I just got the 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 new Halo Edition Xbox Series X. Oh, it's it was so satisfying to open. Thank you for posting your uh, your unboxing. That was pretty yeah, oh, cool. I, like, if I had better lighting or better setup, like. I don't understand how people like get into the unboxing videos and this and that. But whenever I opened that up, everything was just so like presentable and just packaged perfectly. And I, I started to get it. I started to realize that, man, I I like this. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. But a lot of people are hating on Halo Infinite right now. Um, right now it's got the multiplayer beta that's out and available to everybody and people are hating on it saying that it's, it's the same or they haven't changed anything since like three or Halo three or four and blah, blah, blah. Like really, I find it refreshing. There's a lot of it that's mixed in that feels like, you know, Halo two mixed with four that it's, it's honestly, it's refreshing to not be call of duty. Yeah. Sure, I, I have can see a multiplayer that. that I enjoy now. Like, and it's fun that I'm I'm able to run around with Kevin, play again with him again when it's been however long since we've done that. That's awesome. That that that's me. How about you, Kev? Uh, you know, playing Halo with you, obviously, like you were talking about. Uh, do want to ask if you you probably haven't done it because most people don't own a blacklight, but have you seen the video of people putting a blacklight on the Xbox? The, Siri, the Halo Series X that you got? No. It's got a cool little Easter egg on it that uh, you might have to look up. It's, um, I think it's like a Spartan symbol or something. Ooh. And then for the the new 20th anniversary controller, because that's, that's why they dropped Halo early, because when they dropped it, it was the 20th anniversary of Halo, of he- Xbox and Halo, which blew me away. I, I didn't realize it was 20 years old. I didn't either. It syncs up. But when Xbox first came out, they had these massive controllers called the Duke. And if you put a black light on the box of the 20th anniversary controller, it has an outline of the Duke controller. So it's it's pretty nice. neat. What, yeah, it's pretty neat what they've been doing with that. That's pretty cool. 
I'd 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 actually be afraid to own a black light. Shocking. But for other reasons, so especially since you keep playing Genshin Impact. <laughs> Why is the screen glowing? It's off. It's a natural luminescence. Yeah. I also, John, uh, you weren't here with us last recording, uh, so beat Final Fantasy XII, uh, and since the last recording, beat Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yep. So I'm on Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, having a blast with Thirteen Two. You're pretty far in it, aren't you? Uh, I think I haven't I haven't looked up much on it, but I'm from this is just a guess. I'm about 10, 12 hours into it and the casual playthrough of first timers is around 25 to 30. So you're about so halfway. I think I'm about I think I'm about a third to halfway done with the game. Do, do you like the ability do you like the ability where you can like capture a a fiend and then have him fight with you? I thought that was pretty neat. It was a unique twist, I thought. Yeah, it's pretty nice cuz uh, you 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 technically always have a three-team party, yeah, but it's just filled in with one of the monsters. That's that's really nice. I like that a lot more than uh, 10-2's capture system because in 13-2, you just kind of beat the enemy in a battle, and sometimes it, it'll drop a crystal of the enemy, and then you can have it on your team. Yeah. And it just acts like one of the Ravengers or the Commandos or whatever, it, but it only does the one thing. But you can have up to three of them on your party at once. So that's pretty cool. Right on. I think that's all I've been playing. Both of those games take up a lot of my time. Yeah. Because uh, there's there's a lot to do. I just remembered a game. Was. Uh. Okay. So sometimes at work, when it's kind of slow, I'm able to be on the computer and watch Twitch. And I was watching Ludwig play a game, and I was like, "Hey, Kevin." Have you seen this game that Ludwig is playing? It's kind of silly looking, but it looks very fun. And he's like, oh, without even looking it up. Without him even being able to text me again, I was like, oh, you mean Super Auto Pets? The game I told you about a month ago? I was like, you didn't tell me about that. <laughs> so then I, screenshot- behold, I get screenshots <laughs> where... Kevin's asking me and John, hey, have you guys ever heard of Super Auto Pets? We're both like, no, no, no. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's super fun. That's it. No context. What it's about. No, nothing to yeah, actually were, entice us to. There were like, no have details. Have you heard of it? There were no How details. How do I explain that game? How do I explain that game? It's like chess animals. It's not like chess animals. <laughs> it's not. You're a fucking liar. You sat there and I could see your like smoke come out of your ears trying to figure out how to explain this goddamn game. But no, I, I watched Northern Lion uh, get into it and Northern Lion got Ludwig into it. So you might, you might have, if you watch Twitch at all, you might have seen these guys play it. Essentially, you get these animals and you have to put them on a five man squad, but you only get a certain amount of money every round. And then you literally just click battle and then the, the, it's an auto battler. It's hence the name. Super Auto Pets, and that's it. It sounds dumb as shit, yeah. and it's highly addicting. Each animal has their own unique traits as to what they do. Some of them attack forward, some of them attack backwards, some of them have passive uh, traits, but you have to put them in order of your five-man squad. You have to put them in a chronological order as to which best way they'll come out on top in the end. 
All I know is Andrew was playing this while we were playing Warzone the other night. And you know, if you've ever played Warzone, Caleb, you know what I'm talking about. You know how you're in the plane at the beginning and then you're kind of, as your team, you're supposed to be talking about maybe where you want to drop in, what contract or whatever. And me and the other guy that we were playing During with, the whole pre-lobby, I'm just splatting on the ground because yeah. I'm not paying attention to the game. Andrew's over there going, honey badger for the win, bitches. <laughs> and we're like, what are you talking about, dude? We're trying to figure out where we're dropping in. And yeah. Yep. Honey badger for the win. You guys both have iPhones, right? This is correct. Yes. So it's yeah. on it's on Android and on PC, but it's yeah. free to play. So yet again, that name is Super Auto Pets. If you guys want to play, it is free. Check it out on Steam or mobile. Yeah, just just check it out. It's a lot of fun. We're not sponsored by them. We just me and Andrew both really love it. And John, I think if you watched it, you would be like, "This is the most addicting thing I've ever seen in my entire life." <laughs> this is so dumb. I want to play it. Yeah. Um. As for me. I have rolled credits on Ghost of Tsushima, finally. Pretty damn good game. Um, you know, I've been talking about it for what feels like months now, just because I'm on my dad's schedule of, like, being able to really only play a few hours on the weekends. Um, overall, man, that game is freaking awesome. Uh, story, everything, combat, the music, everything was good. Like, if I'm rating it on a scale of, like, 1 to 10, I give it a 9.75. And I, I dock it those point, that, that quarter of a point for two reasons. The map, while being freaking gorgeous, just takes fucking forever to get the fog of war lifted. Like, I'm literally just on my horse going diagonal across the map. Like, just trying to get shit unlocked. Um... That's that's pretty much it. That'd be the only other thing. Actually, hold on. I'll take that back. There's one more thing that I... Then this is just more of a nitpicking thing. If you had the ability to actually mark your enemies, like you have an ability where you can crouch and then they all show up with like uh, red outlines. But if you could actually mark where that, that bad guy is or this raven or this freaking wolf that's going to attack you, if you can mark where they're at on your map, kind of like you can in Uncharted 4, like that would be freaking awesome. But, um, yeah, other than that, man, that game is solid. I really would be interested to hear what the two of you think about that game if you ever do get to play it. Um, other than that, I, you know, I've reached platinum status yet again on Magic the Gathering Arena. And uh, rolling on that. So that's, what, four months straight, five months? I can't remember. I can't keep track. Um, but, yeah, that's that's going pretty good. My new decks are working out pretty nice, pretty nice. Um but I've also started back up Horizon in preparation for when the sequel releases in February. So that may or may not be a game that I am talking about later for our topic. And speaking of topic, let's get into it. Our topic today, ladies and gentlemen, as I said at the beginning of the show, we are talking about our games that we're looking forward to for next year. So my esteemed co-host, which one of you would like to go first? There, there haven't been a lot of games that have been like really... Ooh, yeah, I really want to get that, play that, because some of them just seem either like too hyped up or like overplayed. But this one kind of came out of the blue, and I think I think Kevin's also interested in this one as well. Earlier this year, I think it was around the summertime, they started to like showcase a trailer for this, Shining Force, but with a twist. It was Shining Force: Heroes of Light and Darkness. It's going to be a mobile game coming out next year. 
which has characters from different versions of Shining Force and like a different ways of platforms to run through the the battles and the areas and like it just looks like a lot of fun and it's the first Shining Force game that's been released in 13 years so it's really like breathing a bit of life back into it so I am excited for Shining Force even though it's a mobile game same because it's it looks just like Shining Force 1 yeah or like yeah. a mixture of Shining Force 1 and 2 maybe but it's got it's got characters that they've already like showcased in the trailer or this or shown like in the midst of battle in the trailer that include characters from Shining Force and Shining Force 1 and 2. Hmm. Uh, definitely definitely super excited about that one as well. Not on my list though. Interesting. What is on your list, Mr. Kevy? Hmm. 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 Which one do I want to talk about first? Hmm. I do have quite a few that I'm pick that, super pick excited that one. for. No, that's no. Don't one. pick that uh, one. You know what? This is is perfect. I'll go with this one. All right. Okay. I'm not sure if it's coming out 2022. I hope it is, but we're gonna get more information uh, this upcoming year. But they showed a little bit of it. Kind of looks like it's going back to its roots as far as storytelling. Final Fantasy VI. Team, whoo! That game looks gorgeous, and obviously it's it's very very early, but they're it looks like they're going back to the times of uh, castles and dragons and stuff like that. Where I feel like having gone through all the Final Fantasies recently, it looks kind of like what Nine wanted to be, but one through six really captured, and it's understandable why they they went. They didn't, they didn't do it anymore because, I mean, they had one through six, so they wanted to put their own spin on things. But this one this one looks like it's coming back in a, in a big way. Uh, it's hard not to get too excited for it because I do love Final Fantasy, but I'm trying to reel it in just much like the rest of these games. Uh, maybe one or two where I know it's going to be great. I hope it doesn't turn out to be the way 13 looked and then people received it where it, everyone was super hyped for 13, and then people received it in such a negative way. So I'm really hoping that's not how Final Fantasy 16 turns out to be. Now, following typical Final Fantasy scheduling, won't it usually come out like towards Christmas time? Yeah, it's like a lot of these games that I'm probably going to talk about are probably going to be, they're, they're big names, so they're it's most likely going to be towards the end Holiday of Holiday season next year. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think after doing... Final Fantasy 1 through 15, basically, in 2020. One, do you think that uh, after a year sabbatical, that you'll be ready to play 16 when it releases, if it releases at the end of the year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm still kind of like, when I beat 15, maybe I'll pop in 7 Remake or something. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not, I'm still, I'm still not tired of Final Fantasy. It's just, I want... I want the monkey off my back of this so I can not feel bad when I go play other games. Yeah. Because there's a lot of games I got that have not been touched. And I would say it's Final Fantasy's fault. I'm going to say it's kind of Final Fantasy's fault because God knows I'd probably just be playing Binding of Isaac or fucking Halo or Super Auto Pets if it wasn't for <laughs> Final Fantasy. So, John, what do you have 
on your list of holy lists? Uh, yeah, my first one here already alluded to it. So February 18th, Horizon Forbidden West, sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn's coming out, and I am freaking just ecstatic. Um, I know we talked about it a few episodes back where we were, uh, Kev, you and I were talking about like just the gameplay trailer of it. It looks freaking amazing. Even for PS4, like the graphics look really good. Um, I'm excited for the different type of traversal. She's got like Aloy's got this kind of like grappling thing that is used for traversal and then also is used in combat, which looks freaking sick as hell. Um, I'm excited about the different types of new robot dinosaurs and the, in the gameplay trailer, there was an elephant one, which looks fucking awesome. And I like kind of, it, it's forbidden West. It's called forbidden West because of where it's taken place. So in the original game, horizon zero dawn, you're in parts of Colorado, Arizona, uh, and Utah. And this is taking place in, uh, at least that gameplay trailer showed the golden gate bridge in San Francisco. So you'll at least be in parts of California. I wonder if you end up going like into the Pacific Northwest at all, or maybe even like, I would love to see the post-apocalyptic version of uh, Las Vegas too. Like if you end up going to Vegas, that would be pretty neat. I have no idea. I'm just kind of spitballing here, but the game looks phenomenal. I'm a huge fan of Horizon Zero Dawn and I'm really just excited to see where the story goes and kind of the cliffhanger that ended um the first game with silence um and and see what's happening with this this rogue ai that's happening so um yeah that's my that's the first one on my list so february 18th already got it pre-ordered um just waiting waiting for it to come man right on andy rue your next one so i already mentioned about how i just got but haven't played brilliant diamond yet for pokemon but I'm excited for Pokemon Arceus to come out as well. That very open world, like different aspect. I mean, I didn't play much of the newer gens of games for Pokemon, such as like, you know, Sword and Shield and whatnot. But I feel like Arceus uh, should be a different, a good different spin on the Pokemon franchise that has been certainly overplayed. <laughs> I, I don't know too much about that one. I've seen uh, some gameplay. Uh, I don't know how to feel about it. I think mostly because I, I was like, all right, the only way I could enjoy this game is to not look too much into it. If that makes sense. Kind of, yeah. Makes sense if you don't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you hope they put in all nine hundred Pokemon, Andrew, so you can catch them all? I do. Is there really nine hundred? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, like dude. What, I know nothing something? of Pokemon, so it's it's not not ever been my jam. I, I, one of my pet peeves so far has been that they haven't created like one gigantic Pokedex so that you can actually have and catch them all. Is that what they you call them? You can have a completed Pokedex. Pokedex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like an encyclopedia yeah. of all the Pokemon. Yeah. Um, that's something that I want them to actually come out with, especially if they're going to continually come out with more generations of of starters and islands and this and that and like just more pokemon i mean you started out the whole series with a gotta catch them all with that mentality that state of mind so why not encourage that and have a game that can actually not only allow you to catch all the current ones but that could also be updated when newer ones come out 
that you can also catch all of those. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I'm flashing back to like two episodes ago when you kept talking about uranium and Kevin and I were sitting here (laughs) thinking like, Pokemon Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun one to edit. That was a fun one. I was was giggling. Like I was waiting for you to say it as I was editing it. Got that poke poke Uranus. Poke Uranus. Um, Kevy, what's your next one, man? My next one, I hate the name. And I think... the war, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think the war name is stupid too, but I can't remember what it is, but the game looks fucking awesome. Uh, it looks like a mixture of Final Fantasy Tactics slash like Fire Emblem with Octopath Traveler. And Nintendo showed this off at E3. It's called Triangle Strategy. Triangle Strategy. It's triangle Strategy, yeah. Okay. And it's called that, wait for it, because there's three different sides of the war. And you get to pick like one side and you get to fight the two while maybe teaming up with the one. It it, it looks very interesting. Something like it's like right up my alley. I love the 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 turn based combat as Andrew was saying with Shining Force. Uh and it's like I said, it's very reminiscent of Fire Emblem, which is blowing up, which I'm thankful for because these games don't exactly get the love I feel like they deserve. I get it, they're very, very slow, but a lot of times these games make you think about your movements because sure. the, the combat is very difficult and it's very unforgiving. So triangle strategy, definitely. Do you guys know what I'm talking about when I mean Octopath Traveler? No. Andrew, I think you had it for the Switch. Um, I, I see it as a thing. I had Bravely Default, which it's also uh, being compared to. Um, it says it, uh, I'm seeing a Wikipedia on is basically also saying it. It's similar to like Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, I I like I know of Octopath Octopath Traveler, but I didn't actually play that. I did play Bravely Default. No, Octopath Traveler is definitely a game I suggest if you guys enjoy RPGs. But uh, if you look, if you Google Octopath Traveler, you'll see exactly why it looks. I mean, it looks exactly like Triangle Strategy. It's I I'll probably pre-order that one. I don't pre-order too many games. Okay. Um, but it's from Nintendo. It's gonna be a Nintendo Switch. So I I have faith in that company. They either put out a great product or they quickly fix the product they put out. Very few exceptions, don't get me wrong, but generally they'll put the game out and it's pretty complete. So, so it's like three different factions and you can play the, the game through either one of those? Yeah, I think you can only pick the one. So it's kind of like Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay. Where you could pick the one faction that you wanted to and then you could go to war against the other ones. So it's just more of that. I mean, there's nothing. There's. It's not like the market is saturated with that type of game, so it's kind of hard to get played out when one good one comes out every other year, if that. Yeah, makes sense. So I was I was reading about it, and I I couldn't remember if you already said this. It's um yes, where you have the different tacticals and like the map and the trains and whatnot. Um, but apparently, instead of just you know doing a like PvP against the the NPCs. You can also attack the environment. Like you could do a fire attack on an opponent, or you can do a fire attack and burn down an air uh, an area cottage and change the terrain. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's a pretty dope trailer. It looks fun. Sounds fun. He's definitely when whenever we're done this podcast, you gotta check out the trailer. John, besides Horizon, yeah. what what else are you interested in? All right. Um, 
going. I'm going. So so this game is one I'm looking forward to because the original games in in this series were awesome. I'm going with Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. So it's it's the Lego Star Wars for every movie. Um, I remember when Lego Star Wars was first a game back way back on PlayStation Two. It was just the first one was just the original trilogy, so four, five, and six. Then they had the prequel trilogy. Then they came out with, at the time, which was the complete saga, episodes one through six. And then now they're doing one through six plus Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. So I was a huge, huge fan of the Lego Star Wars games. They are fun. They're incredible. Um, they are absolutely addicting. All the extra stuff you get to do. You're finding the, the Sith, uh, like Krons. You're finding the... Um, all the like red blocks and golden blocks. You're building your your little um, like speeder bikes or like ships from every level. Like there's just so much extra stuff to do in the Lego Star Wars games. So um, really looking forward to that because they're they're fun, they're entertaining, and um, yeah, I, I poured so many hours into Lego Star Wars back. God, what was it 10, 15 years ago? At least when that first one came out back on PS2. So I still have which at the time was the complete saga version of Lego Star Wars still on my iPad because uh, now my son, who's six and loves Star Wars, uh, that's like one game he'll sit and play is the Lego Star Wars. He doesn't know what in the hell he's doing. Um, like he'll do the bounty hunter missions and he's just running around. <laughs> like, he has no idea what he's but doing. But it's Lego, so but he enjoys yeah, it's it. it's Lego, so he's in, he, he enjoys it. So, And that was definitely a, a game franchise that when it came out, like the target audience was the kids sure with that you know exception of all right we're gonna add this little bit of adult factor into it you know it's still uh it goes with the star wars movies we're gonna go this and that oh but here's this little childish humor of you know you get to blow up jar jar or this or that you know all the little fun aspects of lego mixed in with the story but not it doesn't have to follow the story it could do little fun like cheeky things but it was definitely a thing that you know they targeted the younger audience, but the teenage and older audience also loved it too. Oh yeah, no doubt. And they made Jar Jar like an actual quintessential character in that. Jar Jar is one of the characters who can jump really high and you need him to reach some of the like kits and things that you need within the game. <laughs> it's it's freaking dumb. They made Jar Jar such an important character. But um Sith Lord Jar Jar. Sith Lord Jar Jar. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar. So yeah, that was the next one on my list. Uh, Andy Rue, throw it back to you, man. All right. Uh, so I was thinking, just just, just thinking about, uh, I have a PS5 now. I have been wanting one. Like, it took me a while to get it, too. And, like, I originally got the PS4 for certain games. And I'm getting, I got the PS5 for certain games, like, I want Spider-Man. I sound like J. Jonah Jameson when I say that. <laughs> Get me pictures of Spider-Man. I Spider-Man 2. Like, I want to try the Miles Morales game. I haven't tried that one yet. But I absolutely was so in love with the Spider-Man game that came out on PS4. It brought me back to how Spider-Man 2 played on the Xbox and PS2. Like, and just the way that it brought that whole, like, GTA with the marvel like gave all that action with a slightly different story but similar to how everything is like oh there's a there's a peter there's a mary jane there's an aunt may but 
now they're also incorporating some of the MCU stuff as well. And like to, to have Miles Morales and like more of the Spider-Man story. I love that. And I can't wait for Spider-Man two to come out. Dude, that's a solid pick. Cause that the PS4 game from 2018 was so well done. Um, the, the story, they took some risk with it. Um, I like that they kind of branched away from the Marvel movies um, huge spoilers if you've never played Spider-Man 2018, but the two things that they that they did in that game that was incredible and that I thought was a ginormous risk was one they killed Aunt May, and two they heavily uh, insinuated that Harry was becoming Venom, um, which was freaking old, uh, freaking cool because that was like a end credits like stinger scene with harry there at the end that was pretty cool so um yeah good pick bro good pick and then and, and man that trailer for the newest game looked freaking sick with spider-man miles morales venom together oh my god dude. yes it looked really good so solid pick kevin i know you gotta have something else up your uh up your sleeve boy howdy do i uh, another nintendo I wouldn't say IP, but it's going to come out on Nintendo Switch. Hopefully it comes out on other stuff, but I can't imagine it would since Nintendo is probably the reason why this game is finally going to come out after many, many years of being announced and never being seen again. Uh, it's a little game from Platinum Games called Bayonetta 3. Oh, yeah. Man. Just the tits. John, your next pick. <laughs> Now, the game, it's got Devil May Cry vibes. If you've never played Bayonetta 1 or 2, it's got Devil May Cry vibes uh, on it. It's just a hack and slash, beat em up kind of thing. Yeah. Easy to learn, hard to master kind of thing. Uh, in the first one, she uses her hair to some... She's a, she's a witch, and she has bullet time, so... If you dodge, you can have one power where if you dodge at the very last frame, time slows down except for you and you can go beat up the, the angels because that's what you're beating up is angels. Um, but it's but it's the accurate depiction of angels where in like movies, they always put them as like the most sexiest man alive, a.k.a. Paul Rudd. <laughs> uh, but in actuality, they're, they're depicted as like horrific looking monsters that our brains can't comprehend. That's how they are in, in Bayonetta. Where yeah. they're five million eyeballs, or they're these mangy-looking birds that have wings, but they look like they got nuked or something. It's it's pretty interesting, and it's just it's beating up shit that's a lot bigger than you. And I yeah. always love the sense of scale that it, it brings. So, so it's kind of like a yeah, like Shadow Monster of Colossus, Hunter? or oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Shadow of Colossus. Yeah, or... Shadow of Colossus. Yeah, yeah, just where you're kicking really big monster's ass. It's nice. really cool. Dig so that's, it. that's my next pick. Thank you, Nintendo, for bringing that back. Yeah, baby. My, my next one, um, this was like one of the OG trilogies that I can remember playing in the early, in the early aughts, as the kids say, the early 2000s. Um, do you guys remember Prince of Persia? Yeah. Yes. So they're coming out with the Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, it doesn't have a date, but it's scheduled for sometime next year. And dude, it looks so freaking good. I loved Prince of Persia. It was basically Ubisoft's uh, precursor to what eventually became Assassin's Creed. 
but man, that first that the trilogy of that Sands of Time, then the second one was Warrior Within, and then the third game was was absolutely incredible. The the Two Thrones where you're like Light Prince versus Dark Prince, man, that was freaking awesome. And it had this cool little like freaking hand blade thing. That thing was awesome. Um, but yeah, the the first of this series comes out sometime next year, and it's just it's updated graphics. Um, and I mean that game, the gameplay was freaking solid. I loved it. The wall running, the climbing, the all of that stuff was absolutely phenomenal. The movie with Jake Gyllenhaal absolutely sucks ass. <laughs> Don't go watch that. I liked it. I named my cat after his character. <laughs> to each his own. But uh, yeah, I didn't say it was good. I said I liked it. <laughs> That's fair. Sure, fair point. I, mean, I don't know why we cast a white character to talk in a British accent when he's supposed to be from the Middle East, but Persian. Yeah, he's supposed to be Persian. Like, whatever. Anywho, did you ever play the? Did you ever play the first games? Like the very, very first, like the side-scrolling ones. Yeah, like the MS DOS. No, like of Persian games. I, I actually, I take that back. Like, I remember playing. Not the original Prince of Persia, but it was if you bought uh, Sands of Time, or I'm trying to remember now. I think if you bought the, the, there was like a release that had the trilogy. I think if I remember correctly, that you got to have um, like not the original Prince of Persia, but the next one that came out that was a side-scrolling adventure that came with the game, and it was actually that was kind of fun. It was hard as balls, but it was it was fun. Um, so yeah, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, the remake is, or, uh, I'm sorry, the remaster is coming out, um, sometime next year. Mr. Andrew? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna hop back at your, uh, Prince of Persia thing. Like, I, I ended up having it for the Sega CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like, dude, back then, it was a hard game. Dude, it was hard. It was stupid hard. As my buddy Alex would say it in in his Boston accent, dude, it was like wicked hot. It was so hot. But I ended up seeing uh, um, basically a video of how the guy ended up making the animations for the character. Oh, yeah. It was really cool looking because he basically just filmed his buddy running along the sidewalk. Yeah. You know, jumping over a sidewalk square. You know, pretending like there's an obstacle there and this, that, like, and that's how he was able to do the animation. Run up to the edge and slide and stop. It's a very interesting. If you can, if you can find it, watch the video. It, it's, 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 it was, it was back before mocap was a thing where like you would have the mocap suits on your actual actors and characters kind of doing this stuff. It was, yeah, they, they, I, I've seen the video that you're talking about, Andrew. And it's, it's actually really cool. It's kind of ingenious how they ended up filming the animations for that it's really cool but to skip ahead to the next part um hasn't been officially announced yet but we know that we've seen trailers for it or different like you know teasers for it as always i'm a legend of zelda fan i am eagerly awaiting breath of the wild 2 because i want that continuation of the story i want that you know that extra open world aspect i want to be able to run around as link again or even zelda or whatever it's going to allow like i i I am excited i know i don't have as much information about like like describing i am excited but i am excited it looks like it's going to be a lot darker of a story Ooh, good from the uh the one trailer that they dropped because i mean a lot of it's always been uh 
jovial music, like a little upbeat. You know, then you have like the dungeon music that's like do 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 do. But I I'm excited to see where they go with it. Interesting. Never heard of it. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed. <laughs> my my uh next pick is probably the one I'm most excited for. And uh I haven't pre ordered it yet. But it's coming out right around the time I become a dad, so that's pretty exciting because I'll I'll get to spend time playing this. Yeah, John knows it comes out February what? What was it? What what what's the date? February twenty. I'm not sure. Oh, don't pretend that. you don't know. Twenty second, twenty third. Is that the horizon? Oh no! For Horizon, it's February eighteenth. Wrong. Nobody gives a shit about that. It's Elden Ring coming out. On, I'm sorry. It's Elden Ring coming out on February twenty fifth. From software. Holy yeah, shit. I knew you were up. going Elden Ring. I knew that. <laughs> the game God, looks that game. pretty cool. It's it's like an open world Dark Souls-esque game. Holy shit, man. I'm fucking hyped for that game. I don't know what system I'm going to get it for, and I don't care. I'll probably just get it for multiple ones. That way I can just stare at it on multiple TVs. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm a huge Dark Souls fan. Uh, I love challenging myself on beating hard games which i i think dark souls gets a bad rap i don't i don't think they're hard games i think they're games that you need to learn and once you learn then it's it's pretty easy to beat Uh, and that's not gloating or anything that's just how i feel about the game i just like puzzles are hard to me but just learning the way someone swings a weapon and what they look like when they swing a weapon and timing it, that's just that's just timing to me. But I still thoroughly enjoyed beating the fuck out of them. I've beaten Dark Souls, I don't know, five, six times. Gone through randomizers on Dark Souls. Did Bloodborne on stream. It's just the, the games are. I I don't understand the lore. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't think anyone does. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, I don't think anyone understands it. <laughs> it seems weird. like it's got some deep, interesting lore, uh, and the, the the art style is is just something to to look at and mesmerize at it. It's it's dope. So that's that's my most anticipated game of twenty twenty two so far is is Elden Ring. I, I would it's probably going to change as time goes on. Just because more information is going to come out with the other other games, yeah. right now Elden Ring is definitely the the lead of the pact. Right on, yeah, it's a good pick. All thanks to George Argarg Barton. Arg Arg. <laughs> um, my next one here. Um, I so because my son is kind of a huge Avatar fan. Um, we we're fortunate enough to go to Disney world last year. Um, and he became a huge fan of everything avatar. Um, and they have, um, the mountains of Pandora, which is in the animal kingdom park down in Disney world. And it's freaking amazing. If you have watched the movie, seen the movie, like the movie, you owe it yourself, owe it to yourself to go and, uh, experience it it's really awesome especially at night um my son became a huge fan of avatar and during e3 of this year they had a game for avatar called the frontiers of pandora and you get to take control of 
your own Navi character. And from what I was looking at, it looks like you can make your character male or female, which is pretty cool. Um, and then it's set in the same story and universe of James Cameron's uh, movie. And um, you're kind of fighting against the the people um, from the movie who are kind of invading your homeland, trying to get the, what is it, Unubatum or whatever the freaking metal was in that movie that was ridiculous. Anyway, um, it looks freaking cool. And what's crazy is this game could come out probably holiday season of next year and the graphics far surpass the movie from 2009 with at the time had like the most updated CGI known to man when that movie came out. Now this game is going to come out with even better graphics. It just looks insane. It is on the next gen console, so it's only going to be on PS5 and Xbox One X. Um, Series X. Or Series X. Series. Yeah. Yeah. Xbox Series X. Um, dude, it just looks so good. The, um, the, the, the Navi characters, the world of Pandora, like you need to look, watch the game play trailer. It's like two minutes long. Um, it's got the gunships in it. They look freaking awesome. It's got the, if you remember Stephen Lang's character from the movie got in like the matrix three freaking, uh, things where you can walk around and punch shit like that. They had those things in there too. It looks pretty cool. Um, Nice. They had the, um, oh God, I'm trying to remember what the flying creatures are called. E- uh, Ekrons. There it is. They even had like a, it showed this battle with the Ekrons. It looks really freaking cool. So I'm excited for that game. I will need to eventually purchase a PS5 to play it. But um, yeah, that's that's on my list of definitely ones to keep an eye out for because it looks freaking solid. And um, even if it's just to sit and have my son like watch me play, that'd be really cool. So. Right on. Yeah, man. Uh, the Witcher 3 is coming to next-gen consoles in uh, September. So, so John, unfortunately, I uh, I don't have any more on my list. Do you have any? I do have one more game I'd like to, I, I have on my list, sure, that I can talk about. You guys already know what it is. And by you guys, I do mean the listeners, because it's the game I talk about every freaking episode. God of War Ragnarok is coming out at some point next year, and it looks amazing. The gameplay trailer and everything they've shown for it is just incredible so far. So they've they've come out and said that it's not going to be a trilogy. This is wrapping up the Norse god arc of the of the series. So. Um, God of War 2018, like story game story wise was like 30 hours. And they've already said that this is going to be longer than that, which I think it has to be for what they're going to be doing. Um, man, I just can't wait. That game looks amazing and just can't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, God of War 2018, I've already said, you guys know is my favorite game of all time at this point. It's on my Mount Rushmore of games. It is incredible. And I was thinking, because I do need to talk to my two co-hosts here since they are veteran and experienced Twitch streamers, but I was thinking that before that game releases that I might actually become a Twitch streamer and Twitch Twitch myself going through God of War 2018. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not the I right think he verbiage. wants to stream. I think he wants to stream. <laughs> oh, you can't. I said game. it that way on purpose. <laughs> you can't. You can't stream yourself doing that. It's against the TOS. What's a TOS? Terms, Terms of, service. of service. 
You can't why, show why? your dick. Okay. <laughs> but I can still I can still stream the game, right? Yeah, the sound of disappointment in his voice. <laughs> yeah, but the way you said it, it was like very sexual. And I was yeah. like, I want to make sure you start off on the right foot without getting banned. Yeah, no. I I'm I hope to not show my fucking ugly mug to the masses. Uh I'd I'd like to kind of do it. Yep. I'd like to do what Meyermind does and just have a little logo in the corner that moves whenever I'm talking. Like I I love watching Meyermind stream. Chuck, if you're listening, what's up, bro? Um Fuck you, Chuck. That was Kevin, not me. Um, the thoughts and opinions of my co-host. I'm the editor. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. But um, yeah, so as I was saying, I, I was thinking about maybe starting a stream up of me playing God of War just because I really, really do enjoy that game. And I really, honest to God, cannot wait for God of War Ragnarok and just the... Uh, the culmination and finale, you know, being able to finish the story of uh, what Corey Barlog started with that game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm looking forward to it. Not much more I can say because it just it's incredible. So it doesn't have to be game related. Do you guys have anything that you are looking forward to in 2022? Kev, you might have some news. Something happened happening around like February, end of February or early March. Oh, yeah. Elden Ring's coming out. Fucking holy shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's actually going to be the name of your daughter. No, the name of the daughter's uh, Theodora. So nice. We'll, we'll call her name of Thea for short. Theo. Read between the lines, Theo. Read between the lines. You just gave my unborn daughter the middle finger. I can't wait till she's old enough to listen to this podcast. It's going to be like 37. Andrew, what are you looking forward to in 2022? Not a damn thing. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll, I won't edit this out. <laughs> Shit, this is our blooper as, as this is going, man. Nah. Bloopers. My life is a blooper. Ah, got him. I got games to look forward to. I got nothing else. Um, yeah. What about... Breaking in that PS5 and Xbox Series X. Already start. <laughs> Have you even played no, but, the PS5? Yeah, I play Genshin on it almost every day. Uh, man. Uh, it's a waste what, of I don't have it. I don't really have any games for it. Like, There's a sale going on right now. I'm looking at the... While, while we're recording this, <laughs> I've been looking at GameStop and Best Buy, as well as the different games that are coming out. So if I had anything else to be on my list... To look forward to, mm. I would know about it. But ADD in real time, baby. Oh, that multitasking, baby. But yeah, I mean, my goal is to hopefully, you know, start streaming at a more consistent rate in 2022. So I'm, I'm hoping for that. Any games that you're looking forward to stream? Super Auto Pets. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Game of the year 20. 2021. I mean, maybe some Halo or uh, um, Apex Legends. You know, just something, whatever seems fun, whatever seems interesting. I may just I pull out the old school games again, you know, play something on Sega CD or Saturn. Mm, sounds like a plan. Because, uh, Kev, I think you've been doing your EverDrive stuff, right? You started Wizardry yet? No, I haven't started Wizardry yet, but uh, I think I might stream that. 
Because uh, I want people to see me beat Wizardry 4 without any help. Because the most I know about that game is it's ass-fuck-hard. And that's about it. I haven't spoiled anything, so. Nice. John, what about you? Are you ready? We're going to get John into streaming. Uh, I mean, I'm def- definitely thinking about it. I mean, but that's really going to depend on what my schedule is looking like next year, because one of the things that I am looking forward to, and Andrew alluded to it two episodes ago when I mentioned that I'm not a video game maker or developer, and he said, not yet. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am going back to school starting in January for video game writing slash development while also working a full-time job and being a father of two. So wish me luck, because there will probably be a gun pointed at my head by myself at some point before the end of next year, because I will be drowned in schoolwork, regular work, and being a dad and a husband. But um, All I can think of is like very Billy Madison-like scenarios. Yeah, I mean, I'm just reminded... You ain't cool unless (laughs) you pee your pants. I'm just reminded by... uh, joke by jim gaff again he's like you know what five kids or having five kids feels like imagine you're drowning and then someone hands you a baby <laughs> like that's gonna be me next year i'm just gonna you know he's but gonna we're, have three more kids gonna have three more kids no i'm just I, I know i'm gonna have a lot of my time as far as uh be, be, being taken up with school but you know still dedicated to try and get the podcast out to you guys And on that note, I mentioned at the top of the show what our last episode of the year was going to be, but I didn't mention when we'd be coming back. So starting the new year, our first episode will drop January 10th, and then we'll be every other week per our usual schedule after that. So this one, as you're listening to it, was November 29th. Our last one of the year will be December 13th, and then you won't hear from us again. I know you'll be sad, dear listeners. But January 10th is when we will be back. I wish you a happy new year. And uh, yeah. So. But we still have one more episode. So make sure you tune in the following week. Tune in for the next uh, episode, which will be December 13th, where Andrew and I will be grilling Kevin on his Final Fantasy adventure throughout this entire year. So looking very forward to that. I mean... We're just going to spend two hours, Kevin and I, just dissing on how much we hate Final Fantasy XII. Um, good game. That game sucks. It's good. Yeah. Probably the pinnacle of Final Fantasy, if you have to might be Might actually be the best game in the series. If by best we mean worse, then yes. Um, anyway. That's not fair. There's ten. hey yo. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Titus. Fuck Blitzball. You know. Fuck the battle system. Wasn't revolutionary. Just stole from other shit. Sphere grid. Yeah. (laughs) Sphere grid was stupid. Why see what abilities your characters can get way ahead of time? What benefit is that to the player? Anyway, um, this has been the lengthiest outro (laughs) of all time. Um, But one of our shortest episodes. Yeah, it's all good. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this shit show. Don't know why you keep doing it, but we do appreciate it. So, 
You know where to find us, VGL underscore podcast on Twitter. I've been trying to keep up with Instagram as well. So VGL podcast on Instagram, uh, posting pictures and little updates and stuff. So uh, you can find us there. Also VGL podcast at Yahoo if you want to write in, give us some topic ideas, thoughts, questions, criticisms, complaints, whatever you want. And as always, you can find us at creativebraincandy.com along with all the other great podcasts over there. So fellas, any final thoughts? I've been told that I have a face for radio. Too bad um, your mic's not for radio. Because <laughs> um, your mic sucks. And the voice of a children's sleep machine. Um, I have sleep apnea. Anyway. <laughs> All I can think of was Ralphie and Simpsons. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. I can't wait till God in war. It's going to be fantabulous. I can't wait till Kratos with his son. With his daughter. Yeah, with his daughter, Borsmir, <laughs> fucking yeah. fight against. I thought you were going to say Papsmir. <laughs> his daughter, Papsmir, going against the American god of money. The Romans. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The Bromans. Yeah.